1: Welcome in to the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Green Mountain Dental Group. I'm Henry Chisholm, and uh, I just got off a call with uh, Chris Wilson, the Buffs defensive line coach, Uh, Chris Miller, the safety slash starback slash he used to be a corner, just all around good football player who's going to fit in somehow into this defense, and uh, Mustafa Johnson, who just moved from defensive end to defensive tackle. Uh, but we were told that that really is meaningless. So we're going to break down probably pretty briefly so I can get back to watching these college football games, everything that we learned today. But first, I want to tell you just a little bit more about Green Mountain Dental Group. So Green Mountain Dental is the place to go for any of your dental needs. Um Our sales director, Lindsay, got her wisdom teeth out at Green Mountain Dental a couple months ago, and she said that it was literally the best experience she's ever had with a dentist. Uh, If that's not good enough for you, then do it because you can get your free Sonicare toothbrush uh, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam. Such a great deal. Don't give away free things. That's just not a good way to go about life. get out there. It's very convenient. Only 15 minutes away from downtown Denver and Lakewood and, uh, big Colorado sports fans, partner of ours, Green Mountain Dental is the place to go. All right. So let's just start at the top. Uh, heard from Chris Wilson first and, uh, I really like him. You know, I feel like (laughs) this is kind of how we start all these interviews. Like, is basically I give my take on the person, which I just kind of realize is weird. But no, he's, he's like, good to talk to. Um, we heard from him. There was, like, a virtual day thing where we ter- heard from all of the coaches um, right after Carl Durrell solidified his staff. Um, this was different because when you're in those situations where you're just kind of like flying through, you're hearing from everybody, you're like checking the boxes. Um It's cut. You don't have quite as much time to like reflect on just one of the things that you heard or one of the people you heard from. Um And so this is nice, especially because you kind of get to see how is he talking about things? Was he excited about like how much, what did, does he like to talk about football? Does he like to talk about other stuff? Um, and he seems like he just kind of just likes to talk, which is really nice. Um, he, he said that there is a whole lot of talent. Um, you know, it was actually Dave Platy, So, so Chris wilson is the defensive line coach i'm pretty sure i've said that. i'm sure i've said that um but he was also the defensive line coach from like 2000 2004 maybe uh, some really good defensive linemen came through colorado at that time uh, matt mcchesney uh justin bannon uh other guys and he was the one who kind of helped them get to that point um he says though that this group is has as much talent as that group did, um, but you just have to go out there and prove it, um, which I agree with. And um, it's exciting. It is good to hear because there was a chance that he would jump on and say, you know, we're working through some things. There's stuff, you know, but he was very upfront just saying he is excited about this group. Um, one interesting change is that they're changing the technique. Um where do I go from here? Basically, you the the idea for the change was so that everybody just plays defensive line. Um they're all just defensive linemen and they all do the things that defensive linemen do. It isn't there's a nose tackle who does this, there's a defensive tackle who does this, there's a defensive end who does this. It's Everybody is just assigned a gap, and you just own that gap, um, which I really like. Um, it's going to create a lot more penetration. That's something that the buffs struggled with, except for on third downs when they were really, like, trying to get a, a pass rush and making it very obvious. They are pulling out, like, exotic packages with different guys up on the line, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and-, and those worked for them, but... The consistency with the pass rush wasn't always there. And there are a bunch of reasons for that. You know, new scheme, um, wanting to put more guys in coverage because maybe you don't trust the young secondary. Um, Mustafa Johnson missing some time last year was a big reason. So this year, the change from my understanding based on how they were talking about things really didn't get many details out of him. I tried. Um, I asked Mustafa, like, so you know, you've talked about this change, Um, Chris uh, Chris has talked about this change, but, like, what will this change actually look like on game days? And he basically just said, there's going to be a lot more havoc. We're going to be able to create a lot more havoc. And Chris Wilson did say something about, like, everybody's assigned a gap. So it does seem like this will be a one-gap system where, like I said, everybody owns their gap. If you're uh, lined up over the center, then... I guess you wouldn't be lined up over the center. You'd be lined up to the left or right of the center. And then you take whichever a A gap you're on the side of your job is not to let anybody through and also to go through and create havoc. Um, It means that on every play, you have more of a chance of getting a stop in the backfield and that, and in football right now, that is so important just because offenses are so good and there are so many things that they can do. And In the Pac-12 in particular, you know the Pac-12 has the reputation of being the offensive conference, um, and when that's the case, and I'm not sure if the numbers back it up, like if you look at the yards per play, how much higher is it really, because things are shifting in a different direction. Obviously Mike Leach leaving is huge, um, Oregon being a defense first team, Utah being a defense first team. I think you're seeing everywhere that the conference is kind of shifting back in that direction. Meanwhile, you look at the SEC, and Alabama's an offense-first team. Um, That's where Mike Leach went to Mississippi State. Um, So, I'm not totally sure that I buy into the narrative. I mean, it was true. It definitely was true. I'm not sure if it still is true. Um, But, the idea being that you need to move guys backwards, move teams backwards, and create... Second and twos, or, or second and twelves, or you know, maybe some second and 15s, second and 16s. If you get some sacks in there, too, um, it just really changes your odds. And I, I, I like being aggressive, and I think that this is a defense now that can handle it. You know, the, the downside to running a, a one-gap scheme instead of just saying, okay, um, two-gap scheme. Uh, you would line o- up over the center. That's where Jalen Sami would line up, is over the center, and he's just clogging things up. He's trying to c- take control of both of the A-gaps, the right and the left, mostly just by, like, playing the angles well and holding down the middle, maybe pushing his guy back, and then that makes it easier for the linebackers to make a play because everything's kind of clogged up in front of them um, except for a running back who will leak through. Um With this one gap scheme, though, I I think there's a lot to like. Um, Mustafa seems excited. Um, He's excited about the bubble. Uh, He's rooming with Jake Wiley, the offensive tackle. So that's kind of a surprise, I would guess. Honestly, I would have guessed that you would room with your actual real life roommates. Um, But that doesn't seem like it was the plan. Um, I am curious how these assignments were put together like is this something that like in my mind I can imagine Carl Durrell staying up late at night trying to get all of these perfect um and maybe that's what happened or maybe it was just well we have a hundred guys let's just go alphabetically which I guess Jake Wiley Mustafa Johnson so that's not it we figured out one thing that it isn't um But he likes it so far. Everybody's liked it. I asked Chris Wilson whether he thinks that there's some advantage to it, and he's like, "Yeah, for sure. Like you get to get to know everybody, build chemistry." Um, I'm I'm. There's there's a lot of reasons to like this Buffs team. Um, There are also a lot of reasons to think they might struggle this year. You know, new coach, new quarterback, all the crazy stuff. That is all still very real. Um, But. You look at the defense, and you look at the defensive line, and the secondary, you look at the linebackers, like, this should be one of the top defenses in the Pac-12. On top of that, you have things like, they're staying in this hotel together, they're all in the same hallway. You could see how this could turn into a pretty cool story, if the buffs are able to make a run, and, uh, I'm, I'm just so excited. Um... What else did we learn? Chris Miller talked a-, a lot about the change from safety to star, and really it isn't that much of a change as much as they're just trying guys everywhere and trying to figure out where people fit best. Um, Chris likes playing star. Uh, I think it was Adam Munster-Tiger who brought up uh, Tyson Summer saying last year that it's the most difficult position on the defense. Um, I am not sure if... I remembered that, but I do know that like a whole bunch of coaches have been saying it um, are just about that position general, that slot position that you have to be so versatile. You have to be able to set the edge in the running game. You have to be able to cover slot receivers. You have to be able to rush the quarterback off the edge. There aren't a lot of guys who are really good at all three of those things. Chris Miller is a talented football player. Mark Perry is a talented football player. I think that whoever gets that job, is going to be... like it, it sounds kind of dumb to say, like, really important to the defense, but that is kind of the crux of everything. You know, they, they're involved in every type of play, unless it's like a run play to the other side of the field. And even in that situation, like, everybody over-pursues, there's a cutback, that's the one guy who needs to make that tackle before the running back's gone. I... I'm excited. I'm really excited about this defense. And I'm really excited about what Tyson Summers can do with it Um, in year two. Now that everybody knows what they're doing. And that's what they're all saying. It's like, we get it now. We understand what our jobs are. And they got really good at the end of last year. In the last three weeks of the season, I'm not sure that there were three defenses in the Pac-12 that were better than CU's. I swear, like, a a week ago... I was like, okay, this could be a tough season. You have to prepare yourself for it. It's, it's, it can be challenging to cover teams that struggle. And now, like, one week later, I'm thinking, why can't they go win the Pac-12? Like, why can't they? With this defense, with the depth that they have, with the weapons on offense. Dude, I, I was going back and watching Brendan Rice last last night. That kid is special. I don't know how he wound up being a three-star, But but you go back and watch what he did in Arizona high school football, and it just doesn't make sense. Like you look at him and he doesn't belong on that field. Like like Visca type of stuff. Like you you, we remember the plays where Visca just puts his shoulder down and puts a defensive back on the ground. You know, there was the one against Stanford where he picked up the fourth down. There were a couple others on like the sideline where he didn't do much with it. He's still doing it in the NFL. Brendan Rice has that in him. Like, Brendan Rice was doing plenty of that at 6'3 and 200 and whatever pounds, and uh, that is that is a, a guy who's going to get a shot in the NFL just because people will look at him and say, that looks like an NFL player. You know, he doesn't right now, but... I mean, his upper body does. From the waist up, he does. He just needs to put on a little bit more in the legs, and he'll be just fine. And then you add on top that he's Jerry Rice's kid, and it's easy to let your imagination run wild. But even as a freshman, even as a freshman, you go back and watch his freshman year highlights, it's unbelievable because he is so much bigger and faster and stronger and more skilled than everybody. I don't know how that kid was a three-star, and he's going to be wearing that number two, Visca's number two, that will be you. I don't know how like number seven became a thing at LSU or like the best defensive player from Montana wears number 37. It was because they had like a string of like a couple of them who did like 50 years ago. This is what we're talking about. This is the potential that we have with that number two right now with Visca going through doing what he did with Brendan Rice coming through wearing that number two. <sighs> I, I am so excited, but because there are so many great options at receiver, he, we might not see much of him at receiver this year. That is a very real possibility. It would surprise me a little bit, but not a whole lot because you have Daniel Arias, who KD is calling DK Metcalf Jr., and there's been hype coming from all sorts of different directions. It's not like this was a huge surprise to hear that he's been impressive. It's like, no, we expected that he would be very impressive throughout all of the workouts that they've done over the last few months. And so to hear it, you're just like, yeah, makes sense. DK Metcalf Jr., that would be the comp if things are going as well as I think that maybe there was a little hesitation, but for the most part, we kind of thought it was time for this. Um, So you have Daniel Arias, who has otherworldly potential, like top of the Pac-12 type of potential, which isn't easy to do. There are first-round draft picks at receiver in this conference already. You have Daniel or, – or, I already said Daniel. Is Dimitri Stanley, uh, who's uh, the shiftiest little slot receiver, fast enough to work the seam. That is important. You know, I was going back and reading some of the cubuffs.com stories from over the summer, uh, and they interviewed Darren Ciaverini, um, about the receivers. And I was just going on this whole receiver train last night. Um, and, and it kind of stuck out to me how he talked about uh, – th- the recruiting class that's coming in you know he's like okay so so keith miller a uh, story by neil welk on cbuffs.com by the way um from like september might have been like september 14th september 16th something like that or maybe it was august somewhere around there um but Jeff yeah, basically says like yeah so we have the four receivers uh we have uh keith miller who's the big guy he's like six foot four um, he looks bigger than six foot four. That is a massive guy, but yeah, he's like, we have our, our, our big receiver. Then we also have Montana Lamonius Craig, who's like, uh, uh a, a little bit smaller, a little bit of an in-between receiver. We have Brendan Rice, who's just like your true, like six foot three fast. He's, he's like your ace receiver. He's an AJ Brown, uh, a Julio Jones. Um, who else is like that? Keenan Allen is an interesting one. Not quite. Keenan Allen has a little more slotness to him. Um, you have Chris Carpenter, who's the true slot. And like I said, Monta- Montana Lamonius Craig, who's just like in between all of them. And the way he builds these classes um, is really interesting. Um, but that's kind of what you look at is like, Dimitri Stanley is that slot guy for this class. He'll be pushed by... Uh, um, a Chris Carpenter. Not yet. Definitely not yet. But in a couple of years, that could be on the table. Um, and then you start thinking, well, how do you get two slot receivers on the field where you go four wide? You have an offensive line that's great. What if you have spread the defense and and, and help them out in that way and then give the ball to a shot, Clayton? The, the future is very bright. Um, I can't remember how we got down this train. Oh, yeah. Talking about the receivers. But Dimitri Stanley, who's... Oh, the point was, in the story... Uh Chev was talking about how he likes that not only is Chris Carpenter a, a good slot receiver who does all the things that you would anticipate a good slot receiver to be able to do, he also can stretch the field. Um you can you can run him up the seams from the slot, which is such a weapon. If you are effective doing that, it, it's I mean, that's your cover 3 beater right there. By putting that player on the field, it's like, nope, can't run cover three. Or if you do, you're going to have to pay extra attention here, and it's going to suck you away from whatever else. Um, and if you get a tight end on the other side who's able to run that other seam, then, yeah, cover three just isn't a thing that you can do. Um, I'm very excited about these receivers right now. And then KD Nixon. Um, a high floor to, to start with. Um, I, th- I think that's what you have to be happiest about is that you have a couple of guys who, I guess Dimitri Stanley has a pretty high floor too after seeing what he did last year. Um, but Daniel Arias, a-, a high upside guy. Dimitri Stanley, who I still see as more of an upside guy than a-, a true, like, he is what he is and we're just hoping to get him back to what he did last year. No, you're hoping for more. And then behind those guys, you have Katie Nixon, who you do trust to to throw the ball to eight times in a game if you have to. Um, but he also has pretty crazy upside because of the type of player that he is. And then behind him, you have Jalen Jackson, who's uh, another, one of these fast slot receivers. Um, you have Maurice Bell, whose name is getting just a, a little bit of buzz. It's worth keeping an eye on. Um, and it just so, so many options. This is a talented football team, um, If you just ignored losing the quarterback and your best offensive player and the head coach and just looked at the defense, I mean, people would be talking about Colorado as one of the surprise teams. You can't do that because there are all these other things going on, but you have that to start with. In the same way that you have Katie Nixon as an option receiver, if things don't go as well as I think that they will go with all these receivers – I mean, I'm confident that they are going to have a great group of receivers it, year in year out. Chev does something special with that group. Now you throw in Carl Durrell, and it's like, of of course, this is going to go well. Um, but even if not, even if things don't go well there, um, you still have this defense that should be able to keep you in games. I don't know. I'm excited talking to Chris. Or yeah, Chris Wilson talking to Chris Miller and Chris Wilson on the same day is very difficult. When you have to do the podcast and talk about the differences and who said what, but yeah, they got me excited. Um, Anything else from Mustafa? Uh, Oh, he talked about um, the, the soft tissue injuries. uh, And, and I had asked Carl yesterday if, if he has any plans to try to uh, stop those from happening um, because they are happening all over because of the different ramp up to the season. And Mustafa said today that uh, what they're doing is when they're testing for COVID, there's like this 20 minute period where you have to wait for the results. And it sounds like he, they're doing some s- sort of stretching or something in there that helps them prevent those. So it is on the mind. That's good to hear that they're taking some precautions. I think that that was pretty much it from today. Before we get out of here, I want to give a shout out to Breckenridge Brewery. I had a uh, Mile High City Copper Lager last night. That's a good hoppy pale ale. That's what that is. Uh, so many other good beers. You can try most of them at the DMVR bar. Um, find them at Costco, at grocery stores, at liquor stores. Or you can use the Beer Locator on the Breckenridge Brewery website. And they'll tell you where exactly um, you can find whatever beer it is that you do want to try. And if you're out of state they are in 36 different states so see if you are in one of those 36 um also WGT Golf is not only the most popular golf game in the world, it's also the official gaming partner of DMVR. It has become so popular that we have opened a third DMVR clubhouse, and each clubhouse holds 250 people. So if you don't want to feel left out anymore, you can download WGT and join the DMVR3 clubhouse by going to dmvrgolf.com. We will host weekly tournaments with awesome giveaways, so make sure you're signed up to win easy money and easy DMVR swag. Uh, We had our first major tournament a couple of weeks ago, uh, I was awful I was I was so bad um, but I think like the winner got 200 bucks second place got a hundred bucks um, and third place got like a merch pack from DnVR so good stuff and a, a good reason to get practiced up because I'm assuming that that, that won't be the only major uh, I don't get to make those decisions uh, but they're prizes so play the game and get things for playing a game. It's, it's a great deal. Um, it's the most realistic free golf game in the world. 20 million players. You can play at real courses. You can play a whole bunch of different game modes. Uh, there's even like a top golf game mode. Um, and you can use real equipment, Titleist, Callaway, Ping, TaylorMade, the courses like St. Andrews, Bandon and Dudes, Pebble Beach, Bethpage Black. It's awesome. So come play with us. Go to dmvrgolf.com and do- download WGT golf today. Uh, That's going to do it for today's show, a quick little Saturday show. But uh, I'll be back on Monday. The Buffs do practice tomorrow. They'll be the only Sunday they practice, but there won't be media afterward. Um, I'll hear from Carl Durrell and the quarterbacks on Monday. Not Brendan Lewis. Uh, Newcomers can't talk until after the first game. That's like a CU policy that's been here for a while. So, yeah, uh, I'll see you then.
2: 180 speed and competition. competence. see you later, baby. baby. Colorado Army with soldiers like the Navy yeah. and voters where we stationed, patiently awaiting Boy. When I hit the field, it's so hard to behave. Yeah. I'm Colorado swagging at the crowd, do the wave. Look into my eyes, I can tell that you're afraid. Uh-huh. Cause you know we finna hit you. Hey. Hey. you on your own now. Why you watching the official? Yeah. You just better hold. So, and we playin' with till you can get it anytime. Yeah. It start at the scrimmage, we gon' win it at the last. My Colorado swag in the middle of the ring. Throwing blows, knocking down team after the team. Think they like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Might not swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swing, my Colorado swing, man I swear my Colorado Sway, cause when I'm in it black, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly, get a bus with my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway, my Colorado Sway. Man, I swear, I think they
1: like my Colorado Sway.